Hello and welcome to the 15th episode of the third ever season of Plebs on Footy podcast. I'm your host, Rio Kane, and as always, I'm joined by Scott Fotheringham. Hello, Banjo. Off the top, we do have some serious apologies to make. Yeah, we got we? a bit of business to get to. Um, we've got some feedback. There's been an echo for apparently the last two weeks. We only noticed one week. And I'm going to absolve myself of all responsibility oh, and blame you. You are the gatekeeper of the microphone. Our microphone has a setting that says echo and it was turned up a bit. Gatekeeper of the microphone. Yeah. When was I ever given that right? It lives at your house. Therefore, you have the responsibility you're... of maintaining the microphone. You're the one who puts it away, aren't you? Actually, no. no. You never put anything I never away. do. <laughs> I do all the work that actually goes into the pod, so I expect you to do some... Cleaning and tight. Well, we actually did just nudge the uh, echo setting <laughs> on the microphone. Like we're a highly professional, <laughs> but yeah, that's probably not. Yeah, we, we knew go, we knew going in that we had to fix the issue, and um, we didn't expect it to be so simple. But uh, other than that, we will get to the football. It was a pretty interesting week. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get to enjoy it because both our teams shat the bed a bit. Yeah, it's a great week of footy, a miserable week for us, but big things happening for the pod. We've got a big new segment coming up. We do, up. we do. It's, uh, it would be a great unveiling. Everyone will be excited yep. for it. We've got a theme song and everything. I cannot wait. It's pretty exciting, but you got to listen all the way through, not just skip to the questions, which we've got a bit of feedback. That's, well, that's what some people are doing. So just Stringer or? Uh, Liam too, apparently. Oh, our uh, former producer, our erstwhile producer, but you know, I'm sure the loyal fans out there just Listening to enough to complain about the echo. That's all they're doing. Yeah, exactly. They're, well, that's kind of a producing thing to do, actually. So props to Liam. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, so on to the first segment, Gold Jacket, Green Jacket. The title derives from the line in Happy Gilmore, Gold Jacket, Green Jacket, who gives a shit. And we give 3-2-1 votes for the most meaningless games of the round. Bloody good week of footy. Bloody good week. Can I just say quickly... I think, no, you've you sto- I think you've Stockholm Syndrome me into that... Uh, you like it, dude. I don't like it, but it gives me a, t- a little bit of time to not say anything and have a sip of my beer. You like it, mate. You like I it. I don't it's, like it, it's, but... It's the most exciting I, part of the pod. I appreciate the wait. chance to have a sip or to suddenly get a burp All out. the new listeners would appreciate it. But uh, one vote, it's, it's a bit stiff, this one. Brisbane defeated Frio oh. by 55 points. It's actually very, very stiff. It's I've- unbelievably stiff. We have at least one. If not, possibly two. I think we fans have one. Don't to we? <laughs> our boy's brother is another. Oh, motorman. okay, okay. So um, we've got two. Yeah, uh, and um, they can't take a trick. I think the Hawthorne win was almost Gold Jacket Green Jacket as well. It's, they, we need to spend a little bit of time on this. This was fantastic from them, and it's pretty stiff given Sandlands and Freo both out as well. Sandlands and Fife. Fife. Yeah. Well, Freo. I, I just, well, I just, I just conflate well. Fife and Freo. But no, this is this is a massive. A win for Brisbane. It gives them a bit of positivity because the uh, the crows were starting to circle. A few commentators started saying they're one and thirteen. All this positivity is unwarranted and starting to beat down a little bit. But they answered and they'll play the exciting attacking football that I really enjoy watching. Well, you were saying before, what's their percentage at the moment? It's like ninety, isn't it? Uh, I made that up, so it could be lower, <laughs> but it was something. It, it would be decent because the two wins have both been thumping wins. They both won by like fifty odd points. Yeah, and no, they've had really a impressive. crazy amount of close games. They got flogged by Richmond earlier in the year. That's probably their only like. Terrible, terrible performance. They lost it by us to 50 as well. Okay. Which wasn't great. Okay. But yeah, they're 83%. That is not bad for yeah. a team that's won two the, games. Yeah, Frio's is 85 and they're three places above them with three times as many wins. <laughs> so yeah, you've got to be positive about them. I mean, you do have, with Frio, you do have to say, Sandy laid out, Fife going down the second quarter. In, in terms of the way that Frio tried to yeah. set up their game. Sandy was massive because uh, Sean Darcy is back, but... He'd been um, 
he'd already played Waffle, so they didn't really have a replacement Ruckman to bring in. But yep. uh, Fife, they were they were already being beaten pretty convincingly by the time That's Fife true. had gone out. I don't think... It probably contributed to the margin. I don't can think it contributed to the result. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's probably fair. But yeah, for Brisbane, some of their kids are developing really nice. I really like Barry. I'm a big fan of Barry. He's good to watch. Mm. And Rain is really developing and showing why he was the number one pick. And he's going under the radar because he's playing for Brisbane. But it's probably what you want, really. Yeah, he's (laughs) been really good. Yeah, takes all the pressure off him. Yep. Um, And I think it's just easier being a midfielder as a number one pick than a key forward. Yeah, um, Hip would kick like two goals four or something. He starts kicking straight. He could be anything, but he is—he's so hit or miss with his kicking. Mm. It seems to go straight through the middle. I'm actually surprised he kicked four points because it's either straight through the middle or out of bounds on the full in my mind. Yeah, I'm not entirely sold on him. Like his ability is crazy mm. good, but I mean we haven't seen the consistency. He needs from to him. put on some weight. Yeah, but I mean there are so many kids that we say that about early on, and a lot of them just don't. Mm. And we always. I'm think... not saying he could and will. I'm saying yeah. he needs to exactly if he wants to play as the main target up forward. Exactly. But I, I'm be... just saying I wouldn't bank yeah. on him at this point. He could be a secondary target in that forward line being exactly the same body shape he is and just developing along his trajectory. Mm-hmm. But to really be the number one key forward, I think he needs a bit more strength in the contest. Yep. Sure. He, need, he needs to be an option in the air, not just on the lead. Yep. But yeah, yeah moving fantastic. on to uh, two votes. Uh, two votes for giving Port defeated Carlton by 21 points. Uh, this one was a, a little bit easier. I mean, it wasn't a complete Just pretty meaningless. Thumping, but... uh, it was a good performance by Carlton in the scheme of things. They yeah. showed up for uh, for Cade Simpson's 300th. Mm, their fans didn't, but uh, like. They're just not that good. It, that was a little bit... He got a little bit of points out of Cade Simpson as well. I mean, he dominated in his 300s, yeah, which, which is always touches. good to see. Then he's a really likeable player because mm. he's such a an underrated sort of... Like, just quiet achiever. He's just going about it. He's also kind of what you imagine. The, like, he's the feisty little kid playing junior football mm. that actually made it. He yeah. still plays with that... Uh, Intensive, just willingness to throw himself everywhere. It brings the same every week. Just mm. know what you're going to get from him. And look, Port have set themselves up for a really good tilt at it. I'm, I've been fiddling a bit with the ladder predictor, and they're looking like a top four finish is looking like pretty likely, really. Yeah. So many of the people that were chasing them dropped games. So they, yeah. they had a fantastic week from that perspective. And they've just. They're a solid t- side that's been able to beat the best sides in the comp. Mm. It they're seems, as good a shot as any. It seems more maintainable now than it's ever been because they're playing a more mm. a, a more defensive, a more accountable, a more consistent sort of brand. Yeah, it's not as flashy almost. Mm. Like, they still have the players that can do that kind of stuff, yeah. but it seems more just willful the way they're scoring, yeah. the way they're winning, they're grinding out games. And I think a big part of that's being sort of retooling their midfield a little bit. They've of wines has just stepped up and then they've got a mm-hmm. lot more solid players around him and they're still throwing in Wingard but and Gray when he plays through there but the sort of lower tier play midfielders they've got are all very strong bodies like Rockliffe, Boak, yep. Ebert they're all able to be and, and on the wings uh, Westoff and Pollock have had probably their oh. best years they've been killing it so yeah it's yeah they're, they're looking more consistent mm-hmm. they're not relying on dominance for five minutes but yeah. Should probably move on. Uh, three votes is a nice, nice, easy one. We'll get through this nice and quickly. Three votes is Collingwood defeated Gold Coast by 39 points. So to those teams, we say... Gold jacket, green jacket, who gives a shit? Yeah, like, this is a, probably the peak Gold 
Jack the Green. Prototype goal, Jack the like, Green. This is exactly it? what you expect. It wasn't that big a margin, but it was comfortable. I'm actually reasonably impressed Gold Coast didn't let this one blow out. They got 50-odd points down yeah, and it, got it, within four goals. It looked like it was going to be some very healthy percentage mm. for Collingwood at one stage. And I was probably a little bit happy to see Gold Coast just, just hang in there a little bit. Yeah, no, I don't want Collingwood to be good. We have well, Stringer, the uh, third man of the segment, sort of. Uh, he's just... He's getting too arrogant. He is getting cocky. He's getting he? too he's arrogant too good. I've been bearing the brunt of it, I feel, because Degoe, because of that whole situation. Yep. And I just want to say, they haven't won anything yet. They were apparently going to win a 13,000 flags with their 2010 side, and they won one. So that side was a lot better than this one, so just don't get ahead of yourself. I have to say, Degoe's signed for two years. Are you going to tell me the same thing you said about Kelly? And it's just, no, that means it's we, an inevitability. We have absolutely no connection to... <laughs> but you're an idiot. I'm you the, just say whatever you want. It's like you I say am you not feel. the only one who said he's definitely going to North. I think I've linked you. But is it, but has anyone said five. it with any authority apart from oh he signed for two years and he got offered money by North and apparently he Jake liked them as a kid. He's like, a shoe in to go to North. Yeah, but does he have anything backing that up? When do they ever have anything to back anything uh, up? Sometimes. When? <laughs> I'm just saying. When? I'm just saying. You're, you keep thinking this is like a fact. This is a just, fact. It's just, it's far from a fact. This is a fact. This is not fake there's, news. You, there's pretty much every bit as much you can say about to go, he's going to go to North. No, there seen. is absolutely, there is not, not much more to it. There is so much more to it. <laughs> what information? He should have been a father-son. That matters. Yeah, but like, I've told you. should have been. Presti's family are like heavily involved in the Melbourne Football Club. He went to Richmond. Yeah, but where if Chris Judd loved Melbourne as a where kid. A football he went club, to Carlton because they offered him a lot of money. Integrity and uh, a, a bit of Mate, family that, atmosphere. That sort of stuff makes Just no difference. Just because Melbourne is a hollow uh, football club full of skiers doesn't mean downhill skiers, as much as, as I might say, doesn't mean that that applies to every single football. When club. was the last player who wanted to leave Melbourne? It hasn't been about five years. Like you're, you're being a flop. I don't know. I remember James Frawley running out the door as fast as he could. Yeah, but since we got, and the, he probably needed doesn't matter. he probably needed counselling after doesn't what you put him through. Let's get that. That's the good news for Collingwood is to go. Let's get to the bad news. Their season's over. Yeah, no, they've had they're, their season they've is. Had, they've had two biggest injuries. Their second best player got injured for the season last week, and they're clearly the most important player. He's done. He, some he, would say he, he, he is done, and he's also done. And he's Lyndon. He's, 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 he's all he's of the above. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> That, no, that, that, I actually do. It, you have to feel so sorry for the man. He went through absolute oh. hell at Melbourne. Goes across to Collingwood. Speaking of someone who ran away from Melbourne and should have. No, we you, kicked him you, out of Melbourne, you, mate. He loved Melbourne. He was a vice captain. We gave him the boot. We didn't want him. threw him under the bus. And yeah, don't you wish yeah, you had a key defender right now? But look, the poor bloke, he's had to work so bloody hard. He's had a fantastic year, and he's gotten sort of he's gotten the Collingwood boost in uh, reputation. Every player that plays for Collingwood's probably rated five percent higher. No, than but like be. he's always been that good. I know, I know. It's just people realize. But like people that. are semi seriously talking about him in the Australian side. And that's ridiculous. He's not quite there, but he's just he's just a reliable, consistent defender. You just know what you're gonna get from and him. He rarely him, gets beaten. Without him, without Reed, uh, without more. There's not much he, there. He actually does really, really hurt them. We were saying last week, like, oh, you can bring in a lot of players for Trelaw. And I, I don't think you really can. He's not a really coverable player. But no, from but a, a get... key defender, reliable fullback, like, who, who are they? Mm. Who are you going to bring in? It's it's tough. Yeah, no, they're, they're... You were fine the first week without Lever because you had a walk-in-the-park game. 
and it's sort of shown you up a bit. You've been in a bit more trouble since. Oh, then, we've been and in a lot mi- of trouble. You've, you've since missed then. him. Oh, badly. badly. I could see that situation happening for Collingwood. They didn't really miss him this week. I don't have no idea how much of the game he got through, but they'll uh, We got about half of it, I think. He might have been third quarter. I think he might have gone down. Yeah, and so they were able to cruise through this game, but the coming weeks will be the test of where they're at mm-hmm. because they're facing some good sides. They've got five of the top eight left to play or something. They, they, they haven't really beaten anyone, which everyone's been talking about, and I don't think that really says that much about their form. I think they have been good. Um, they've been a pretty ordinary side in you, but outside of that, they've like, been okay. People change their story based on what they want to say. Like the, the oh. people are saying, when they beat us, it was they they beaten a big a big mm. dog, and now it's like it's easy to say, oh no, now Melbourne. Yeah, because you haven't won since. <laughs> yeah, but it was just like we beat Adelaide. It was like, oh no, but Adelaide were injured. Like people just there, there's a narrative people want to write. Oh, absolutely. But they do have a pretty tough run home for the rest of the season. Yeah, because they just haven't played those people, yet. and it's not their fault, obviously. But their run home will be very interesting to see how they cope. Yeah. They're a question mark, but I think they can work through it. But, you know, Linden, heartbreaking. Yeah, that heartbreaking. Sucks. That one hurts. Yeah. He's the only former Melbourne player I liked. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Probably the same here, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's move on. Top of the table clash next. Richmond defeated Sydney by 26 points. Pretty comprehensive from Richmond yeah, when you it, look at it. it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to sound brutal. Because Sydney didn't... They didn't play badly. No, they and didn't they were get in blown it for most out. of it. But watching that game, it felt to me like that is why I don't think Sydney can win the Premiership. Yeah. They were just... They're just so one-dimensional. And when they play a good team like Richmond... It, when I watch Sydney, it almost yeah. feels like I'm watching like... It's kind of in slow-mo within about five feet of the contest. And then as soon as it gets on the outside, there's almost as if there's like a treadmill going in the opposite direction. Like as soon as it hits the outside, <laughs> Richmond would just bang and just yeah. away. Where when, when when it happened for Sydney, it was just slow and then they just tried to, you know, hack it forward and they they were brave, but yeah. they just they just missed something. And let's be honest, they kicked eleven goals one. It was not yep. as close as twenty six. That's points. true. That's that, true. That kind of goal kicking accuracy is not replicable. If that game was played again and yes, they had Heaney go down, which is massive. He's probably their second or third best player. Yeah, and he actually gives them a bit of that excitement, yeah. which not a lot of players do for them. But oh, it's it's that, that was an imposing performance from Richmond. Well, the only part in the game which I started thinking maybe they actually could was when Buddy kicked a goal at the end of three quarter time and the start of the last quarter. Mm. And just he, he's the one player who gives yeah. them that. Oh, here we go. And you just think if he kicks three in the last quarter, they can win it. But you can't rely on that all the time. Yeah, it's not a... See, the thing is for them, their base is probably good enough to beat most teams to a a consistent enough basis to be around the mark. And then they're hoping Buddy can get them over the line in those big games. Yeah, so that's that's really tough, and it's against it's the a decent dogs, yeah. it's a decent strategy. It's like if you, there was a player to bet on to do that, it would be Buddy. But it's also you'd want more support around him. And to be honest, I've been mightily impressed by Ben Ronk. He's really good. Yeah, he's he, really he, yeah, he's somebody who gives him something and he's special. Really as well. uh, clean. But I really thought he was going to be a flash in the pan, oh. but I, I, I don't think he is. He's really smart and mm. he's quick and he's evasive. Some and... of his pickups off the ground at pace make you go. There's something there. There's... Some some of his tackling too. There were yeah. times where he just like he's not even on screen and he just zooms across and puts in a big tackling. Like oh wow! Like again, not a lot of Sydney players do that. Yeah, they just need a bit more 
consistency. They've had a couple of players go backwards, Zach Jones being one of them. And they just well, when you say it can't, it's not consistency. They're, they're consistent. We know what we'll get. It's yeah, just when they come up against really. either a good team or a team who does something a bit different against them, mm. they just look one-dimensional. They don't look like they have any other way of going about it. They just they bring the need, same and get They beat. probably need like a Lewis Jetta or something. They need, yeah. they need a guy that gives them a bit of spark. Lewis Jetta gave them that in the... Yeah, they won the flag, but they yep. haven't really had it since, and it's yep. kind of showed on the big stage. Yeah, but yeah, this sucks. <laughs> Richmond are really good. Yeah, I'm like, I am so so confident Richmond to win the premiership. Like they're they're looking like they'll be a certain finish top of the ladder, and no one is going to beat them at the G in finals. It's just not going to happen. Mm, yeah, with eighty thousand Richmond supporters there, no, there's not many teams. Like, in all honesty, it pains me to say it, but. I think it'd need to be a side like Collingwood that could even out the crowd. Because yeah. like Richmond, That'd be a with a fight. little bit of crowd support, just go nuts. Yeah. I, I think I think they just, they seize on that. And they're such a, not momentum, but they're such a sort of powerful, speedy side that just sort of wave momentum type, just moving the ball yeah. forward. It, sort of just being lifted that little bit by the crowd just adds to their game. It's just it's ridiculous how good they are. You you convinced me last week on starting to write off West Coast already. I think if they don't finish top two it's impossible. Oh yeah. And they're still gonna lose to Richmond at the G in the grand final regardless. Mm-hmm. I mean who, who who can beat them? Yeah you say maybe maybe Collingwood. I'd give them a possibility. I think Port Adelaide's best maybe. Yeah, Port Adelaide need to play out of their skins. And they sort of did when they beat them, but that's at the Adelaide Oval compared yeah, to... Yeah, and I, it's a reach to make any claims for anyone else. But they're clearly ahead of the competition. <sighs> yeah, it sucks. Hopefully Adelaide get a revenge game on the weekend and we can have a glimmer of hope. Mm, yeah. They were better. But anyway, let's move on. Western Bulldogs defeated Geelong by two points, and this was a cracking game. This was an absolute cracker. And it, yeah, it genuinely was. It was the second game for the entire season where both teams scored over 100 points. Which well, is what hard happened to footy this week? It's high scoring, it's close, it's shot yeah. after the siren. Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, maybe they got worried the rules would change and they thought it'd be easier to cha- change their game plan now <laughs> rather than. Uh, <laughs> and they won't want to change the rules anymore. Yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, rather than adjust the new rules. But no, this was just absolute cracker. I was thought the Bulldogs were going to blow it again. I thought, and if they'd blown that game, it would have been worse than what they did to us. Because uh, they had it. After, after old mate Billy Gowers kicked that goal, like, yeah. it was, like, it, it, looked, it looked completely... It was, they, conceded, they, they, they would have conceded two goals in 30 seconds, but yeah. they conceded one in 40 to us. And that's a phenomenal amount of blowing that game. It was stunning. It was a shocking shot on goal from oh, Harry Taylor. They, they, no people bag Maxwell gone. Like that was a genuine. He, he, he looked. He just did he, not look confident. He at didn't all. shank it though because he it went yeah, dead he straight. Kind of he just it, sort of yeah. pushed it the wrong way. He, he just left it too wide. He wasn't confident. No, yeah. it was. And he, he's a key defender. He has been his entire life. So that probably contributed to it. Yeah, he, he's never looked like the most confident kick at goal, has he? No, not at all. But the Bulldogs' form over the last few weeks has been good. It's been solid. They've gone with decent sides. I'm not going to say North or Geelong world beaters, but they're around the mark. And the Bulldogs, through the face of a lot of their injuries, a few of those have come back, and it's not as bad as it sort of seemed a few weeks ago. But it's still a really impressive performance for them. Do you feel like they've been building? Like There's been like a couple of games they played a good first quarter, and then a couple of games they played a good first half. And they just like they've just slowly been in the game a little longer and a little longer. Yeah. Well, again, and then they, they put in two. They against you they played a really good half and then hung in there for a half. Yeah. And this they put in four quarters. 
Yeah, like, I can see that argument. I, it, they, they have improved, but I, I think it's been a little bit getting Morris and Adams back. I think that's strengthened their defense sure. a little bit. For sure, I, So I think there has been some personnel contribute, contributions to that sort of shoring They've themselves still up. got McCray out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Still Eastern Woods out <laughs> and for the yeah, entire... Exactly. I like was saying they brought in defenders. They've lost one of their best as well. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I can't read the Bulldogs. I think this is a write-off, but there are a few green shoots, as Brandon Bolt would say, mm-hmm. around. There's a, like, I like the look of Lipinski, Bailey Williams looks right. There's a few guys that are, aren't really heralded at all. Yeah, like it's I don't those guys think they'll be stars. No, but, but they see, I think they could be solid players that build up the backbone because they still have stars. Like, yeah, they do. They, they they do. Their, their midfield on paper is quite good. Yeah, McLean, McRae, and Bontempelli is really solid. Really good. Yeah, uh, but and, like Dalhouse isn't playing well, but like at his best, he was. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. He's hovering around as well. Libertoro to come back. Yeah. They don't have enough forwards yet, but no. Norton's looked okay while playing forward. Shacky, I think, is actually developing. I've, I've been impressed by a couple of things he's done. Yeah. He's got yeah. enough. He's improving. He's got it's enough things. Go, but... Yeah. It's, he's a moments player at the moment. Yeah. But. More than there was <laughs> yeah. the previous year. Yeah. But I just see things that make me go, you've got a game sense. I mean, he's missing a few sort of the. Things you build around normally with a key four, but I can see him being a. So Jesse Hogan's a wrong. He won't be as good as Jesse Hogan, but I think the t- the way Jesse Hogan plays, the way Shacky will aim to play, lead up the ground, lead up the ground, yeah. and use his running ability and his foot skills. Yeah, I think that'll be the way he's space. To play. Yeah, yeah. So. And, I don't know. They need a ruckman. You being positive, positive about the doggies, mate. What's going on? I'm a lot more positive about their list than I am about their coach. But anyway, is it time to uh, unveil the segment? Do you want to say two quick words about Geelong? Uh, yeah, I suppose, if you, if you have to. Well, let's just run through it quickly. The, this is a terrible performance at my custom finals. Like, yeah, but their, I reckon, their saving grace was that three other teams around the mark had those performances. Yeah, I, I reckon with Geelong, though, I reckon they were just ahead of that pack, and this is a shocking loss that puts them back in with the pack, yeah. rather than the Melbourne loss, which makes me think we're just below the pack and we need to do something special to get back up. Like, they're still in yeah, okay. but it's just... It, it, it makes you... It doesn't end their season, mm. but it makes you a bit nervous about Probably they season. keep losing games. They shouldn't. And yeah. it stops them being anywhere near as solid a team as they well, A couple of weeks... Their winning percentage against the top eight and the bottom ten over the last three years is the exact same. Okay. Like, it's the exact same. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, a couple of weeks ago, you were really positive about them. I said, yeah, they've had a few good weeks, but they were pretty inconsistent early on, and I want to see them do it for a couple more weeks. They haven't. No, they haven't at all. I... I think I like the kids that they've got. I think I think they all can be solid players. I don't see many stars coming out of that group, but I see enough solid players, and I'm sort of projecting where I think they'll end up onto what they are now. And so I'm thinking their bottom end is better than it is because I believe that a lot of those kids could be better. Like Cunico, I really like the look of. I think he could do some pretty interesting things with his career, but he's not there yet. But mm-hmm. I'm looking at what he can do and thinking that's what he is doing. And I, I think that's where Getting my rating... Getting a bit too positive, yeah, eh? I think that's where my rating of Geelong's gone a bit wrong. Yeah, yeah, okay. But yeah, it's time for it. It's time. It's time. So you, you laid down the, the task last week. I had to pick either Lyndon Dunwatch or the great man Billy Gow was Let's watched. be honest, the decision was It was chosen <laughs> for me, yes. Absolutely. But we have a theme song, so let's roll it out. It's time, Banjo. Yeah, okay. Let's go.
for Billy Gower's watch. Billy, 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 Billy Gower's. Billy, 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 Billy Gower's. Mate, he played pretty, pretty well. He, he played midfield. He did. He it did. Was it weird. was weird. He got taken out of the forward line, and it ruined your bonus bet. But yeah, he was yeah. still good. He kicked two goals. One was the match winner. He kicked a, was, he kicked a was, Jackie Chan. I want a moment that is. We're all getting around Billy Gow, as you said. We're in a Billy Gow's bubble. We're all up and about. We absolutely he, are in a Billy Gow's bubble. Nobody that. cares about Billy Gow's as much as we do. Uh-huh. And I'm okay with that. That's fine. We can be. We can lead the pack. We can be the vanguard. But it is true. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's very true. But he's been playing deep forward. And he's been playing very well deep forward. And somewhere he's, he, he went off injured a couple mm. of times. And he came back on. And they started putting him in yeah. the guts. Why on earth would you play a guy who's come off injured twice yeah. in a more uh, physically taxing role. It was weird. I mean, he played. He looked alright in the middle. I mean, he didn't get a lot of the ball. I think he had like 16 touches or something. But he did a few good things and then he impacted the game when he needed to. No, he playing well, right. old Billy, mate. He looks alright. He's got a lot of uh, impressive trades. And no, it's, it's good. We'll see how this goes. Hopefully he doesn't get injured so the segment ends, given how much work we did on that uh, theme song. Yep, yep. Um, I do have one question for you just before we move on. Mm-hmm. Uh was the fact that you had to make a choice the reason Lyndon Dunn did his ACL? Is it your fault? No, it's not mine. It's your fault. You're the one who made me make a choice, you, you idiot. Yeah, it's but 100% if, your... If you, you cannot put Lyndon Dunn being injured on me, mate. If you had have already made your decision, he wouldn't have got hurt. Mate, his name was what did it. It's inevitable. Eventually, he will be... He had to done his knee. <laughs> his knee is done. But anyway, yes. let's move on. Uh, we're going with Kane Corns next up. We're going back to our traditional segment uh, arrangement. Uh, and we'll start off with the, the one we found in the media. Yeah. It comes from Ricky Nixon. This isn't a uh, traditional Ricky source. Ricky Nixon? Yeah, this isn't a traditional source. <laughs> I don't know it came from. But he's, um, he's somewhat a noted, notable figure. He's a strange fellow. Uh, yeah. He's still got a podcast, I believe, called he's The Real Deal. Does he? Yeah, I don't know. I've never listened <laughs> to it. How's he still relevant? He's not. <laughs> he's trying to stay relevant. He's doing his best. Yeah, no. He, yeah, he is doing his best. But this take was awful. Uh... Charlie Curnow went straight past both Ben Brown and Joe Danaher with that performance on the weekend. The, the, if he wasn't playing a Carlton, Charlie Curnow, do you, how much do you reckon we'd be getting around him? I think we'd be talking about him in the same way we talk about maybe Hipwood. We'd be like, gee, he's showing a bit, but I'm not 100% sure yet. He's a bit it's better just, than that. He's a bit better than that. Yeah, yeah, he probably is a little do. bit. He's a little bit better than that. He, to be honest, he hasn't actually performed that much better than Hipwood. But the way he performs, I think, is more enticing. I I think the way way you watch him play, the things he does, make you go, wow. In a way that people doesn't quite. But but the Carlton factor of a big team and being one of the two players in a bad team... There is no one else to take the shine off him. Mate, Ricky Nixon, in fairness to him, he wasn't the only one who said similar things. I think Adam Cooney I heard this morning saying that... Uh, if I could take any key forward for the next five years, it'd be Charlie Kerner. I mean, that's ridiculous. You'd take Ben Brown, you'd take Joe Danaher, you'd take Jeremy Cameron. I reckon yeah. I'd take Jesse Hogan. I'd yeah, there's a quite a few ahead of him. Take Tom McDonald. <laughs> uh, the, taking him over the next five years is a little bit better because it's projecting growth. And then that, that's fine. That's Why are you a, defending the Kane Corns? Because rule? This, I'm, I'm <laughs> defending the runner-up to the Kane Corns rule yes, in okay. comparison okay. to the okay. actual one. Because saying he's gone past... He's saying Joe, he's a better player. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Danaher was All-Australian last year 
and got injured. He didn't play healthy all year. This yeah. year is a write-off. You do Absolutely. not judge Joe Danaher on this year. Absolutely. As much as I resent Joe Danaher for stealing Ben Brown's All-Australian spot, you can't really judge him off this year. <laughs> I, I will admit can't. that. He had a brilliant year last year. Yeah. yeah. He kicked 60 goals. Yeah. Charlie Curnow's kicked 19 or something. Yeah. How many is Brown? The, the so second far? part of that. Saying he's gone past Ben Brown... Ben Brown has kicked twice as many goals <laughs> as Charlie Kerno has. Yeah, twice as many. He's Kerno's been like pretty good, and he's played two really good. And weeks. Ben Brown Just has been arguably the best forward in the competition. Like, and on strictly goals, has been the best forward in the competition. Yep. Like that is an insane call. And yes, I get getting wrapped up in the Charlie Kerno hype. He's fantastic to watch, but he hasn't actually performed yet. <laughs> No one would be expecting Ricky Nixon to be making intelligent football No, that's anyway. very true. But, yes, it is a bit of a I game. think what happens with this, though, is people only take note of the good games. Every bad game he has, it's, oh, it's yeah, true. for Carlton. True. They're off Broadway. It doesn't just, really just, matter. Just ignore them, yeah, until they play well. And yeah. then, it's, then it's like, oh, we, we need a positive story to keep Carlton fans interested. Yeah, pretty much. But anyway, what's your Kane Corn score? Well, I'm going down a path we don't normally go down. We don't normally oh, get into... S- hold on. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. But I don't like getting into sort of the political, social issues and stuff like that. But oh, I was talking about... I'll clarify where I was going from later. <laughs> this, this Barry Hall getting sacked stuff. Absolutely he should have been sacked. 110% yep. he should have been sacked. How the hell did the rest of that commentary box not get sacked? If you listen or to that clip... suspended, yeah. <laughs> If you listen to that clip, I do not think, oh, that was a good, wholesome conversation, and then Barry Hall was an idiot and made an inappropriate mm. comment. That had already gone so far past the line. Lee Montagna talking about his own wife in those sort, in that sort of way mm. is disgusting. And they're all pissing themselves about it in the box, and they're all geeing them on, saying, oh, this is funny, keep going. How does a football show on the radio get to that point? It's yeah. unbelievable. What is amazing about that conversation, it's not particularly what Barry Hall said, because he's kind of got form in that area. Like, he doesn't come across as the most um, most progressive human being on Earth, no. given his uh, no. violent tendencies. He said some pretty awful things on the radio before. And he's dumb on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact that that entire commentary box was having that conversation... Who else was in there? I think I reckon Howie was in there. And I was saying to you before, he, he did the same thing with the whole Chris Gale, Mel McLaughlin yeah. thing. Where he thought it was the funniest thing ever. And then like a minute later, he's like, oh, yeah, no, we need to apologise for that. That was, that was disgusting. And it's like, come on, mate. How could you possibly be listening to that conversation and not be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. <sighs> the only thing I'll say, so Damien Barrett was definitely in that box, but he didn't make a sound from what I've heard. I haven't listened to it closely. But I, don't I just heard a lot of laughing. I'm pretty sure Andy I heard. Ma- yeah. No, he's on his no, own. No, yeah. um, uh, Jay Clark might have been in there. Maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, but they, they honestly all should have been sacked for even even being involved with that and not saying, yeah. hey, 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 hey. Like, yeah. Come on. Come on. Wake up. They, they flirt so close to the line, those guys. And I, I don't understand oh. why. It's, it is detrimental to the product. Like It's Absolutely. not like it adds to what we want to hear from them. I don't want to hear about whatever a sweep is when I'm trying to listen to to a football show. And I like their banter, but sometimes it's footy related and that's funny. Why are you talking about... When it's footy related and when they're making fun of each other about dumb stuff they've predicted, dumb stuff they've said, that kind of thing, that's fine. That That is a human relationship. 
But why? It's, it's unbelievable. It actually is unbelievable. I agree with you entirely on this topic. They all should have Barry been Barry Hall did not go far enough beyond what the rest of them did for the rest yeah, of them exactly. to get on. Exactly. Oh. They'd already gone... So he, he, it was the worst thing was what he said, but they'd already gone and yeah, but far, it wasn't, far enough it past wasn't the line. that far yes. worse yes. than what everyone else said. Um, the reason I say it wasn't that different to what I do is you call for somebody to be sacked, which is something I'm oh, very yes, familiar yes, with. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, my... My uh, Kanklins, and I think this, I, to be honest, I don't think this belongs in this category. You're pretty, you're pretty chuffed with this. I think this is pretty spot on. Um, and I left it off my rundown so you couldn't see what it was. Yeah, I case. have no idea. I just know you're really happy about it. That's all I know. Simon Goodwin is a rich man's Mark Neald as a coach. He's all about contested ball and doesn't have any game plan outside of it, and it's detrimental to where you're well, going. That's just wrong. Like it's just what it's else just does he bring to the wrong. table? Your ball movement is not stacked up. Your defence is broken down. Excuse me, Banjo. Can you please remind Maybe me who has rich... more points scored than any other team in the competition Maybe this year? Maybe a rich man. We're about a hundred in front in points scored in the competition. Yeah, sorry. He can coach ball. He can movements. coach against his, his ball movements. Excellent. Our ball movement doesn't stand is up crisp. to pressure. No, it's just that final kick inside 50. And I know he's working on it. Defensively, he has massive, massive, massive flaws as a coach. And that, that hurts because bloody Ruzy put so much work into giving us some foundation in that sense. But I have faith that he'll eventually bring that in. I don't see what you're good at outside of contested ball. Well, that's what we're best at. But no, our ball movement is really, really good through the middle of the ground. I, I it's, see it's a excellent. lot of missed kicks. I don't see... I don't see a fluid side any time there's any pressure. You were on rattling on about how many Eddie Betts goals we kick for six weeks. That's through crisp, oh, smart yeah. ball. Again, movement. you're playing witches hats. It doesn't really count when it's saying... Do you want to be Port Adelaide last year? Is Could that, you that do that? Have you done that to any team? Yes. What? One Brisbane. by 100 points, have you? Brisbane. 50 oh, one points. By 50 points. points. That's well below... We, Carlton by we, we won one by 100, we won one by 90, we won by 70-odd. We beat Carlton by 80. Yes, you did. But, mate, the way we were playing... I'm sorry, Scott. Your game plan is broken down over the last week, and it's a because... A rich man's Mark Neal. It's because he's a rich man's Mark Neal. He's, he's got no strings to his bow outside of, oh, we're good in the contest. And I, it's mostly because of your list. He's, he hasn't brought much to the table. I'm just saying, you look at the facts, you haven't beaten anyone of note. Every time you play someone of note, you still win the contested Banjo. ball, but Banjo. you don't do anything else Banjo. well. Banjo. Mark Neal won two games at a percentage of 52. That's why he's a rich man. We have a percentage of 130. That, that's why he's a rich man's version of it. <laughs> he's a rich man's version, but he's still a version. Whatever, mate. Whatever. You, I don't know why you were so happy with that. Can I just have one quick question right. before we move on? Have you given one positive Kane Corns take the entire year? I've said Robbie Gray's the best player in the competition. I've said Buddy Franklin's the best key forward we've seen. I've said positive things. I don't think you've said one. You just want people sacked. I am embodying the true spirit of this segment and embracing the media man in me and just going negative. That is all what they all do, and I'm just following them. You're another grumpy bastard, mate. That's what sets me apart. That's what sets you apart. Those pleb media people. But anyway, we should probably talk about (laughs) some We are proudly the plebs. Anyway, let's get to another cracking game. Adelaide defeated West Coast by 10 points. This has saved Adelaide's season. It's put them back in the hunt. And for West Coast, it kind of, you're right, ends their chance at a real premiership contention from yeah. a lot of perspectives. I think it is a fact that West Coast have to finish top two to play and to have a chance to win the premiership. And it's looking very, very tough for them to do that now. Yeah, and I don't really see their form turning around until they get guys back. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a 
they haven't brought the effort. I don't think it's they're not well coached. I don't think there's anything wrong with I their think side. They're brilliantly coached. I don't think there's anything wrong with their side outside of the fact that they don't have Kennedy and Darling. Yeah. And like they also miss Lacroix. Yeah. And even this game, like they won it, they were winning it comfortably at three quarter time. Mm. Like they, they haven't played terrible footy. No. They they did for a quarter and a half against Essendon. Apart from that, they've been okay. They've just just slightly been off. I feel really bad for West Coast because the first half of the year was electric, and it's not remotely their fault that it's broken down. But it has, and I think mm-hmm. it's, I think it ruins any chance they have of going deep. Yep. That last quarter from Adelaide, the one you watched. Yes, the only one that mattered. <laughs> it it doesn't get much better than that. No, that was the Adelaide that we're used to seeing. Everything was working. They were getting rebound off half-back. They were controlling the midfield. And they had Tex Walker fire. They were finishing they had, everything. The Texan was unbelievable. We've been waiting for that for so long from a leader to in step a big up game. in the last and quarter. And it, it, it wasn't game. the biggest game he's ever played. It was an important shot, game. But it was man. a massive game for them. I'm not going to be one of those guys that just... The latest win by any coach is the best win of their career because that annoys the hell out of me when they say that. But this was massive. It, they are a live shot at making the finals if they play as well as they did last year. They have to get back to they, what they were last year. They have year. to have a crazy run home. Yeah. Like they have to just... It has to be flawless, almost. I don't think they'll make it. I, neither do I, but they can. And that I was can, not yeah. something I would have said a week ago. Yeah, it's funny. They had all those ins, and I kind of I thought I, I, I was pretty confident they were going to win it. West Coast had Lacrae out as well, so mm-hmm. they had their the only three players who kicked goals for them out yeah. of the team. I thought Adelaide would win it easy with their all of their ins, and I turned it on at three quarter time, and I'm like, what the hell? Like Adelaide are completely done, and then you put in a last quarter like that, and some it was a special last quarter, but we don't know if that was just adrenaline at home in the last quarter in a big game and maybe they'll yeah. be crap next week. It'll be very interesting to see if they sustain that kind of fight. Whether or not there was a change in the way they play and the way they were performing against good sides or whether or not it was sort of the last gasp from that really good side last year. Mm. It'll be really interesting to see which way it falls. Yep. Yeah, I don't have anything else to say, so we'll move on. Uh, GWS defeated Hawthorne by 11 in another massive game for determining who's in the eight. Yeah, we were pretty we were pretty chuffed with this one. Hawthorne missing out. It's yeah. Three out two teams. By Saturday night, I was thinking this round's unfolding perfectly. In yeah. fact, by about three-quarter time of your game before ours started, I was thinking, here we go. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. But uh, it all fell apart. But let's talk about this game. Do you reckon the Giants have found it? And I, I think, similarly to Adelaide, I think they're probably t- too far back now. Yeah, they've got a tough draw. They, they've had a really good month. Mm. They a really good month. And I know we all thought Jeremy Cameron out there in trouble now, but they played pretty well. To be fair, Hawthorne had Gunston out. True. They did similar issues there. But uh, what I'll say, what they did find is Josh Kelly's back in the side. Yeah. That it, is the one factor that you look at. And it clearly improves their ball movement. Yep. Because he's... An elite runner, which they only had Whitfield out of the. They used to have a heap of elite runners, but and then they got down Endless to Whitfield. Yeah, yeah. They, then they got down to Whitfield. And they might Scully get Scully back yeah. late in the year. Yep. But with Kelly back, it gives them. It's not quite a point of difference, but at least they can go. 
Whereas... Well, it's, it's the way that they try to play. They play a silky, swift ball yeah. movement game, and Kelly just sets them up so well with his kicking yeah. in that sense. And he's so clean, so he gets to the yeah. right spots and makes... It, yeah. he, he's so important to them. Some would say he's their most important player. but Some would. Some <laughs> idiots, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that's been the biggest turnaround for them yep. overall. Um, I think so. Lob started where we kicked three goals in yeah. the first quarter. That was pretty important. I was thinking it was absolute genius pickup for me. Oh yeah, fancy. Yeah, okay. Um, he didn't touch. Pat, I honestly think like Patton. It will not. It's one of those things. It'll just click for him in a moment, and he will be an absolute. A star. Tom Hawkins like. I I love watching Patton play. He has so much presence. He wasn't actually. He played well, but he didn't kick well mm. on the weekend. But like his kicking's normally so beautiful. He's got he's got everything you want from a dominating key forward. And this is it with Cameron out. It's a serious chance for him to just really stamp himself on the competition in the same way Darling did when Kennedy was out. Yeah, I think he kind of needs this opportunity to be the guy they kick to. Cameron draws so much attention, and in ways he probably at times isn't built for. I think they need to develop a trust in Patton to even up their spread of options. Cameron is a incredibly versatile player, but he's not a traditional power forward. And no. Patton can actually offer that. Patton, and, ab- and if, Patton absolutely is. That if, is what he is. If they manage to sort of get Patton going and the midfield sees that he can be a real, he can be the go-to man, yep. then they will be a different side. And this is the opportunity he's got to do. He's got five weeks, got four more, and it'll be probably the making of him yep. if he can pull it off. And with, like, yeah, the Toby Green will be back in one or two weeks. Like that, that, that'll at least be <laughs> a very, four. very... He said one or two in an interview he said during the game. Oh, that's fantastic. He said, he said something like, oh, I'm hoping love... next week, but more likely the week after. Oh, so, I love Toby I Green. I don't know, I don't know. But uh, at, at the very least, they're going to be a very, very dangerous side. Yeah, the... They may not make finals, but they will be a spoiler at least. Absolutely. And they'll be much better place to and go And we've got them year. in round 23, so fantastic. <laughs> yeah. we got Adelaide yeah. in round 20-something as well. And it's just like, why couldn't we have played you when you had no players? Yep. That would have been wonderful. 100%. Uh, but anyway, let's get to our top five. and uh... Mate, this is a top four this week. Yeah. We are doing a top... Like, the one justification you had for ruining the top five was that, well, I've made it longer. It's a top six now. It's now a top four. It's a, this is a balance. You are a disgrace. Had... I can't wait to get a proper top five back next week. Hold on, hold on. Over the last four weeks, we've had 22 players in our top five. We are still ahead. We are still made this longer. Over the balance, this has been long. Mate, this has been crap. We need proper top fives. Next week, we're going to have a cracker. I've got so many good ideas. It's going to be fantastic. You ruin your own segments. I have two sound effects in my segments. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> we got a, the Billy Gowers one. Well, yes, I improved it when I contributed. There was an even worse version, believe it or not. But it's still awful. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny. It's funny. It's better than a bloody top four bench all Australian. What a joke. Okay, who are you got? Take the, us away. The old all Australian bench. It's literally just the four midfielders you couldn't fit into your team. But my first one, uh, you better have it in there. Clayton Oliver? No. Oh my God. Oh my God. I went better How do you not have Clayton Oliver in there? He has 30 every week. He's just about the, he's in the top three cleanest players in the competition. He is so important to the way Melbourne play. I went better players. Who have you got ahead of him, you idiot? Uh, to start with, Yo. Nah, not not quite there. Yo, Yo's excellent. More dynamic. 
more flexible. He's not. They're dynamic in different dynamic. ways. He, he is more dynamic. He's more flexible. I'll give you that. He's got more. He's tricks. not more dynamic. He he's is. got. What, what makes him more dynamic? What asset is he? He's he more penetrating. He's significantly better overhead. Clay. Clayton's like pretty good overhead. Clayton's pretty good overhead. Yeah, and and he's, he can Elliot kick go. at 60 metres flush. But he can balls it 25 times Yes, because times he's better at that and he sets up the entire way Melbourne Which play. means he's less dynamic. <sighs> You're an idiot. Uh, I've got Ollie Wines in as well, which was actually a late inclusion based on how unbelievably well he's played in the last month or so. Uh, I he, forgot about him. He, he's getting, him an, he's getting enough of the ball. He's a commanding presence. That's what I love about him. It's leadership. He, he lifts really his good team. Last couple of weeks, he wasn't that flash hot to start. He was still all right. He's averaging twenty-seven. Mm. Like he's, he's not as if he's been quiet, but he's just he's been special for a few yeah. weeks. Uh, I've got still side bottom. Yeah, I've I got him a, in mind as I well. I wanted an outside midfielder to compliment. I would look for a little bit of balance on my bench, even though... Uh, I've got him even, as well. Yeah, I know, I know. But you've just gone to inside midfielders who do nothing else to start with. So, you know. Whereas I've gone for a bit of flexibility. Mate, side bottom can play we'll forward, smash you can contest. play back. My All-Australian team would beat yours. That's just wrong. Who you got next? Uh, I've got uh, one, one, of, one of my boys, actually. I'm putting Steve Cornelia. I think he has been brilliant this year. He's been consistent. And the thing which I love about Cornelio is he, he goes both ways. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't have a weakness. He's brilliant going forward. Sometimes they put him in the forward line, he kicks goals, but he's also accountable. He tackles, he runs. He, he, he's so important to GWS because he's, he's one of their few players who are, they do everything. Yeah. He, that, that's a very fair comment. I, he's not quite as dynamic as a lot of the players in that side because he does spend time running backwards. But he's that's an absolutely worthwhile inclusion. And there, let's Thank be you. honest, there are Thank so you, many that are worthwhile in these spots. And yes, I've just shat on Clayton Oliver to annoy you, but he is worthwhile. He's not a bad pick. <laughs> of course <laughs> he's not a bad pick. <laughs> he, he's just, I couldn't bear to put him in. Um, my third round, buddy. At, but at this stage, he's second in the Coleman. I think he's interesting, good. interesting. He's, he's missed a fair bit of footy. Yeah, but he's also now. And it, I think by now, because we didn't do it four weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Probably the, like I, I blood. There was the only change I made was I'm, I did this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. The only change I made was putting wines in because I had Phillips in and I just thought. Oh, Phillips wines has not been good in. to no. our last three weeks. Where uh, yeah, Buddy's getting closer now, but I, I, I he'll probably be in there by the end of the season. But right now, I don't think he's going to Yeah, there. probably. He'll take Tom McDonald's spot. It's weird that you put a non-midfielder on your bench and you're All-Australian. It doesn't happen often. <laughs> well, sometimes there's a second ruck there. Who's your last one? But let's get to that. What? Oh, no, I've already, I've already given mine because my last one was side bottom. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I missed that. I missed that. That's my fault. Yeah. I'll go on Patrick Cripps. The, uh... What? <laughs> what? Are you serious? You gave me so much shit for putting Cripps in. Yeah, so I could put Cunnington in. You were like, oh, he butchers the ball. He's like, he's, and you were looking, you were looking at like a list of some mid-year Australian team and someone else. You're like, how the hell do they put Cripps in? Oh, mate, come on. He's worthy bench player now. You are he's so- left it. No, he has been excellent the last three weeks in the same way Wines has. He's been that good. Yeah, but he was week. great before that. No. Round one, he was best on ground in a losing team. Yeah, and there's not ten weeks between round one and round eleven. <laughs> no, there? but I'm like, it's. He was playing very well in between. No, he had a lot of poor oh, games. I love it when you realise that I'm right. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Only one of us selected him in there, fantasy side. Just, just saying. <laughs> Only one of us had that kind of forethought. But yeah, no, Patrick Cripps is now leading the uh, 
coaches award. So <laughs> he has been pretty good. I will admit that. Just say, say, apologize. Please I'm apologize. Not, I'm not apologize. Just say you were right on Crips. Just now say let's that. move on. Next up, we got St. Kilda defeated Melbourne by two yeah. points. Uh, what must be disheartening? It's time for the pod to get a bit miserable, man. Yeah, the next two games are going to be rough. Mate, this was the worst. Def- this this probably the worst defensive performance I've seen. It, it was utterly disgusting. They tore you up every time they had a kick in. They just have a player pop up in the corridor and they just mm. kick it to him. They'd stream forward. They'd run harder than us and they just get it out the back. And it was we, our inability to make a change mid game, mid season, anything is it's really starting to grind on me now. Like, that was... I said round one, that is going to kill us all year. And I know we've had Lever come out, and I know that's a problem, but why would you bring in Petty? He, he was <laughs> disgustingly bad. Like, I've been watching Melbourne for 24 years of my life. That I reckon that was the worst individual game I've seen. And I, I feel sorry for him. I know it's his first game, and he might turn out to be a good player. But he's not ready for AFL. That was absurd, that decision to put in there. Especially over... A leader. Even if Vince isn't playing well, he's still experienced. Vince, I, like, I don't think Vince should be in either. And you know, I've decided what the. I, I sent this to you last week. I've decided what the move should be. Yeah, you have. And to be honest, I like it. You do like I it? I like it. I like the logic. What do you think, Bailey Fritch, going back and filling in that Bernie Vince role? I think, I think Bailey Fritch has a lot of Sicily about him. He reads the ball brilliantly. I'm not, not saying he's that good. Big. I'm not saying he's that good. He reads the ball. Worse. Hold on. He's not necessarily worse. Sicily's in his like fourth or fifth year in the competition. Fritch is in S- third. Sicily's very... Yeah, Fritch is 22-23. But he reads the ball brilliantly in the air. He's a great overhead mark, and he's a beautiful user of the ball. He, mm. he's, he could play Bernie Vince's role exactly like Bernie Vince can, except he's quicker, he's more dynamic, and he's more damaging. He would be great back there. And I think, obviously, we have to make some further change. I mean, bring in Jeff Garland. Like, how he is not in the team. We don't have a crummer. We've just got Hogan, McDonald, and a bunch of midfielders who play one-on-one tall roles, effectively. Like, Melksham's. Like, Melksham is just a one-on-one. He's effectively a tall defender the way he plays. How do we not have a crummer in there? And Jeff Garland was one of the best in the competition last year. It is interesting. It is interesting, and I sympathise with you to be honest, because well, especially with the crummer thing, North don't have one either, and it's killing us. But there's just issues that yeah, they haven't been addressed. You don't hate Lewis is okay at the intercept role. He's not imposing. He doesn't. I like I like Lewis in that role. I think but Lewis has been. He's really a guy good that sits year. under the ball, not a guy who attacks the ball. Yeah. So we so we, that's a point of difference that's what that Labour would do. I think that's a real miss because it means you're not intercepting the ball early. You're yeah. waiting for it. And yeah. that, that's putting you on the back foot coming out of defence a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's but just... There's that. I was half joking with the Mark Neal stuff. Of course but you were. like, you yeah. have to be worried about the fact that you're so good in one area but yeah. your weaknesses are really obvious. It does start worrying me that the only thing we do at training is contest mm. and clearances like it, 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 it's starting to look like he's not even trying but like everything he says after a game and the other the other thing we need to be working on obviously is our delivery inside 50 yeah that we just keep popping it on their head we don't lower the eyes um jordan lewis had an interview at quarter time saying yeah the message is lower your eyes lower your eyes and we just bombed it away yeah. all day so may, maybe that's not good when maybe the players just aren't listening and, and once they, the pressure comes on times, they just panic and go long fritch up 
30 metres out in a bit of space. Yeah. And that worked, and that looked good, but it wasn't a consistent thing. And to me, you did score 117 points or whatever it was, so it wasn't, wasn't yeah. really your offence. Yeah, but, but we, we could have kicked a lot more. Like, it, there were times where it was... They, they had Jay Carlisle standing at the top of the square from every centre bounce. They just had yeah. him standing there waiting for it. And we just get him. It was, our game plan was literally just kick it long to Carlisle. Like, it, that's how it looked at times. Which is, which is, we're not making changes. That, that's what's killing me. We're very good at what we do well. Yeah. But we're not, we, we don't look yeah. like we're trying so to fix anything. So at the anything. moment, if the game's on your terms, you'll win. Yeah. But you yeah. don't react well. 100%. That's exactly what's happening. For St Kilda, though, they do need to be commended. They've been awful yeah. all year, but this was by far their best performance. They were terrific. They were like St Kilda were a couple of years ago when they were running and well, when they played Melbourne, that, yeah. that scared me because they were quicker than us and they'd get out the back in the exact it was same very reminiscent of the game they would play against you two or three years ago yeah exactly and that that's a really good sign for them because they look like they were building a, mm. a dangerous game plan a couple of years ago and we, they, that's just kind of the wheels are kind of falling off yeah and I think with a little bit more dare and a little bit of more run you can put the ball out in front which means you don't have to hit a tougher kick and mm. that means their skill inefficiency like it doesn't hurt them as much if it's not sort of a kick off the back foot if it's really pressing forward if the ball movement's just forward it means that it's so much safer an option mm. to be daring yeah. uh, I think that's been that was the biggest turnaround with you they were running into space and they were just putting it out Yeah, Carlisle was terrific chopping off and mm. in the way that they streamed forward and we've said before that arguably they're too small but they're also very very quick yeah. so when the game's the way they want it they, they, they look really dangerous to be honest the size of the G probably suits them the way they're constructed at the moment yeah they're they're able to work in space and Eddie Ad's a little bit smaller probably constricts what they can do a bit it is quick though Eddie Ad yeah it is that's fair but I I do think they need uncontested ball to work well and they were able to find it against you yeah that's right Um, we gave it to them (laughs) (laughs) I just want to shout out Jade Gresham before we move on to my misery. I love that kid and he's really We good. don't have Jade Gresham watch, mate. <laughs> I want Jade Gresham you watch. You jumped at him really quick. You didn't even mention him until a few weeks ago. And all of a sudden you're like... I mentioned him like at the start of the year. He had a one clearance where he came for the back oh, square. That was, was so like, good. Oh my God. That was that was, um, that was was reminiscent of that Port Adelaide preliminary final against Hawthorne where they did like three times in a row. Yeah, Except you only did it once. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, let's move on. Let's put you out of your misery and oh, move into mine. The only thing that cheered me up. Yeah. yeah. The only good thing about this week is that you weren't happy in my misery. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. We seem to be coinciding this year. Yeah, I know. We haven't had a chance to really rub yeah, it in each yeah. other's faces. Because even when you beat us, you thought we were shit, so you didn't take yeah, advantage of it. Yeah, I didn't care. Yeah. It was like, oh, thank God for that. Um, oh, Essendon were really good, but North fell into their trap. We played exactly the way they wanted to play for 100%. the first half. We really did. We tried to go in a shootout with them, and we're not terrible at that. But Essendon are really good at that kind of football. As much shit as we've given them all year for their offense breaking down. When you play the way they want to play, they are scintillating. Adam Saad, McKenna, Fantasia cut us up. McKernan was working really well in that Mm, hit-up space they could get by transition. They they absolutely cut us up in the first half. And when we slowed the ball down in the second half, we looked the better side. We didn't capitalize on it, and they kicked some goals that just... You sit back and go, it's their day. Yeah. But we didn't capitalise. We missed out. We missed out on, like, Mason Wood missed one directly in front 30 metres. Trent Dumont missed one 
15 metres out directly in run. Ben Brown missed three set shots he'd normally kick. So we didn't take advantage yeah, of our... The stats were all... Oh, I'm not saying we should have won, but to be a chance, we had to play out of their skin. And they did play out of their skin. That was the difference. Yeah. In the second half, there was nothing wrong with their game plan. But I think over the last month, we've been trying to play too quickly in the first half. Every single time. Mm. And credit to Brad Scott. Um, like, in contrast to Goodwin, we haven't started well at all with our coaching. The way we've wanted to play has just not worked for the last month. Yeah. And we've adjusted ways, yeah. at half time. And we've been in it against Geelong. We've been in it against... Uh, we've been in it against Essendon. And we've been... We've scraped time against yeah. the Bulldogs and beat Brisbane. That form line's not good. But we've had a pass mark with it. Yeah, the, the thing is with Essendon, you play it on their terms and you... You, in some ways, you did quite well to be in the game on their terms. Mm. But if you play it on your terms, you will win the game against yeah. Essendon. Essendon have such a clear way they want to play. And they look so good when it goes their way. But I'm telling you, sometime in the next yeah. few weeks, they'll get utterly flogged. And we'll be like, what the hell, Essendon? Yeah, Ben Brown, not Ben Brown, Ben Jacobs being out. I think through our game plan, the, the game, like Merritt ran wild. He was excellent. Mm. And... Ben Jacobs was the cog that was going to slow. Are you putting out. anyone on tagging instead? No, it was. It was I find that funny because normally you have said you have a clear sort of roles you want played, and when someone mm. comes out, you're like, "Oh, we'll bring in someone else who can play that role." But they're just like Jacobs is the only one no, who's good enough to do the it. The person we brought in is a Hearn, who is, I think, a very very good prospect. Um, yeah. he's not. He's just not conditioned enough to play. Yeah, he got dropped, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he's not conditioned enough to play well consistently. So he played brilliantly his first week. Two down weeks. He played very well this week. He had 27 touches and a goal. Mm. But he can't... He's not impacting the contest because he just hasn't had a chance to build up his body to the rigors of AFL football. And I think North, to be successful, need manic pressure around the contest. And like that's most sides, to be fair. Pressure around the contest is yep. so important. But for North, we, we get exposed a little bit. we got some defenders who are really good when the ball's coming high, but not so much when it's coming low and quick. Majak. <laughs> Majak wasn't that bad. He didn't play great, but he wasn't that bad. Marley Williams had a stinker. Taron didn't play that well, which is disappointing. Um, it, it was just... It was a little, we were a little bit off and it killed us. It's like, been a frustrating 10 minutes on the yeah. pod, hasn't it? Like, and then, to be fair, Essendon aren't that bad. They've no, when a, they play well, like their last, there's every chance you're anyone. There's every chance anyone could lose. Been good, to it. except for the Richmond game, but that was a game. If we'd won that game, I think we'd be not assured of top four, but we top four, top eight, but we'd be pretty solidly set. We'd yep. we'd be right there. It'd be on our terms. But yep. now we've got to beat either. Sydney, Collingwood, Adelaide, or West Coast. We have to win one of those games to make the top. At eight. least you're not. At, at least you're not the only one. Yeah, no. That, yeah, again, the only good thing about this week was everybody that mattered. Everyone lost. blew it. Yep. Instead yep. of us falling behind the pack, the pack got bigger. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, let's move on. Unless you got something else to rub in my face. No, no. We're both as depressed as each other. There's no point. Right. Oh, actually, here. what really was annoying, Ace <laughs> Wood was excellent. And then he got hurt. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> is he badly hurt? He did his hamstring. I don't know how long for. North, um, North, North's golden run of injuries is over. We're not 
we're not more hurt than anybody else, but we're the same amount of hurt as everybody else, and we're not good enough to be good. Okay, yeah, that hurt. makes sense, that makes sense. Um, but anyway, let's move on. Uh, we'll start with uh, one that I like. Should Melbourne what, change what, their... What's, what's the, what's oh, the it's segment? Poochie's, it's Poochie's mailbag. Oh, <sighs> everybody knows what it is. See, some segments are self-explanatory. Not everybody, what stuff. about the new listeners? <laughs> Come on, Should mate. Melbourne change their club song to 500 Miles by The Pretenders? That's from Nick. Oh, just because of the pretenders. I was just, yeah. I was trying to think what's the, the, the gag doesn't really work. It should just be the pretenders, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I mean, you, right now, yes, we're pretenders. Of course, we're not. We're not going to win the premiership. I never thought we would. No, that's... but we're we're on a very very good path, and I reckon there's every chance this list will win a premiership. Yeah, it's not an unreasonable. There's a fair. There's a there's a there's a real chance of it. Mm. Yeah, it's not. Not will happen, but yeah, it the might. chance is real. Would calling off the rest of the AFL season be an appropriate reaction to the heartbreaking news of Lyndon Dunn's tornado? No, but you know what should have been, and I asked for this, we should have called off the pod. Just a symbol we were, of how upset we are for our mascot going down. Just because we were both very, very upset with our football team side played, does not mean we can find excuses in the misery of others to take a break, to... Just we can't leave it's our the misery of us. Lyndon is done. We can't leave our listeners naked, auditorially. We can't let what them the be hell without. Are you we can't let them be without the solace of our uh, of our dulcet tones. We can't let them go a week without having their mind uh, enlightened about the real inner workings of the football world. That was one of the strangest 30 seconds we've ever had on the pod, mate. Mate, Lyndon is done. I mean, he, he was always things. done, but now he's done. You know, and that's, is, that's actually very Do you think it's career-ending? He was playing really well. Uh, it, uh, it, it'll take a good effort to get back. It'll take a good effort to get it, back. It will be rough. Uh, do you want to take a quick moment's silence for him, though? Because no, we, we because do, we've gone. Uh, we're <laughs> taking 15 <laughs> seconds. Just, just bow your head and okay. think. Okay. No, 15 seconds too long. We're moving on. That was probably still the most exciting three seconds we've ever had on the pod. Let's just move on. We don't have much time. So Poochie did chime in, and he's getting very, very arrogant. We spoke about Stringer getting arrogant, but... He's getting arrogant about everything, isn't he? Yeah. Well, we forgot to rename the segment. he's (laughs) He's too happy. He's too happy. But he did send me this. Will Daniel Rioli have a better career than Cyril? Followed by, is he better already? No and no. Quite blankly, Poochie. He is a long, long, long way from being as good as Cyril. Daniel Rioli looks good. I'll give him that. Again, he did point out that he kicked goal of the year last year and he kicked an absolute cracker last week. But Cyril Rioli is a four-time premiership player, a Norm Smith medalist, and I don't know how many All-Australians, but he's got a lot of them. <laughs> Compared to a one-time premiership player and nothing else. And a rising star <laughs> nomination. Which I'm pretty sure Cyril had. I'm pretty sure he would have. Uh, Look, Dan Rioli does have a lot of the Cyrils about him in the sense that... He's a Rioli and he's really good. Yes, but but he also... He doesn't get that much of the ball, but you watch a game and you think, gee, Dan Rioli's bloody important. He's making a big difference to them here. Because again, it's those little knock-ons that Richmond do and it's that pressure and the tackling and he he impacts the game without needing to get big stats. To be honest, the best stuff Daniel Rioli does is as good as anyone will ever do. Like... His goal of the year last year was as good a goal as you'll kick. Yeah, like yeah. There were the, that was so, unbelievable. So Cyril yeah. will not be better from in, in that perspective because 
Serious kicked a lot of good yeah, goals. Yeah, like, I'm not <laughs> saying he's worse, but like they're at the same level with the crazy stuff they can do. Yes, but Cyril's... But Cyril's consistent well, yes. when he plays and has done it in an elite side and been an important part of that elite side. And on the big stage consistently, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just a dumb question. Uh, <laughs> he did follow up with a better question, one mm. which I think he has a clear answer to, unfortunately. Which of the plebs would be fired first from a broadcasting role? <laughs> <laughs> The answer's me. <laughs> of course it's you. Of course it's you, mate. You call everyone and get sacked. You're the most negative person in the world. It wouldn't be the negativity. It'd be the outright uh, disrespect to anybody I would work with. You call Dermot a racist? Dude, he's a racist. You call he everyone might not have a been racist. a racist for that reason, but he is a racist. He had to apologise to Chris Lewis for being racist. You said before you were going to go back and delete the pod where you called him a racist, and now you're just repeating it. No. I'm admitting to my mistake... For that moment, maybe mistake. I'm not entirely willing to give up on this, but he is a racist. It would absolutely 110 percent be you. Like, oh, no chance of it. No chance of beating you. I mean, I might. You might like, the more likely is so like, clearly. You, you might eventually, but I'd have beaten you out the door by ten years. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> it wouldn't be close. I would have had a long, illustrious career. Uh, yeah, and we did get a few questions. Uh, yeah, last one. Just a few questions. What's the point of having a war chest if no one wants to come to your club? And I thought you might like the chance to rip into me. Just a bit of solace for you around. <laughs> it's, it's a fair question, mate. Is, is it getting embarrassing for you? Like, no. Do you get a bit of shame every I would time be doing the exact same thing North Melbourne is doing. If I yeah, no, no, I'm not saying that should. It's, it's kind of like the, the Carlton, I don't want a priority pick thing. Like, you may as well go for it, but it's still embarrassing that you keep doing it and people keep rejecting you. And you offer you offer so much more money than anyone else does. No, but I, I, think, I think the point of that is to not offer a deal where he can take the deal in front of him and he, he can viably choose the deal in front of him without the club he's at having to raise their offer. I don't, I don't think it's, it's not necessary. It's not entirely about getting the player. It's about getting the player... But if he doesn't come, making the other team use their capital. I don't base. think that's the idea. I don't I, think that's in their mind. That they're thinking let's try to screw over Richmond and Collingwood. It's 100% what it is. I, I, it, it is not, it's, it's not the only, it, not even the primary motivation, but it's the motivation of if this doesn't come off and we don't get them, let's make them pay for it. I, I, I don't think that's what will be going through their head. But either way, I still think it's embarrassing that you're offering that much. For I, I don't think so it's many players. Like, Dugowie, fine. That was that. He didn't deserve five year million. I know you'd probably be happy that you didn't give him that sort of money, but it, you offered but, him a million dollars where he de- he deserves about five hundred, and no, he's still not, not in the current, not in this current salary cap. I think I'm going to give him about seven hundred. I think that's overs. No. Mate, he's played about five good games. Yeah, and he's looked as good as like in a when, years, when North offered Kelly nine million over nine years. He he hadn't been that good. Like wait, last year? Yeah, yes, he had. Kelly was one of the best players in the competition last year. Yeah, not at the start of the year. He wasn't rated one of the best players in the competition. All right, well, it was ridiculous to offer him that much last year then. No, because the 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 tactic with playing those kind of players as being projection and they're backing in their talent projection with Dusty it wasn't it was with Dusty it was he's this good now you can get him like I I don't think that's prudent list management I think you should give someone what they're worth at that point you can't just guess I think it's not not in that individual case it's not prudent list management but 
it is the result of prudent list management that we can do what we're doing. Yeah, okay. Well, just the fact that you don't have any A graders. Right, we're going to win the Brownlow medal. But anyway, why are we still talking about your useless club? We're going to win we've the Brownlow medal. We've gone six minutes, seven minutes over. We're going to win the Brownlow medal and the Coleman medal. So, you know. What, this year? Yeah. No, but Higgins isn't going to win it, you dickhead. He would have got votes on the weekend. No way. Yeah, another 30 touches, just saying. Anyway, no. that's, thanks for listening. Uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. <laughs>